Welcome to the Good Talent Podcast. It's great to have your company. My name's Tony Nichols, the CEO and founder of Good Talent Media. I'm joined by John Sullivan. And John, it's an interesting topic today, interview blackout. I think this is one of the most commonly asked questions or fears in all the media training sessions I've ever done right across the country. What do I do if I black out? Yeah, look, you can imagine. It's everyone's worst nightmare. I remember I used to have dreams, Tony, where I was late for a bulletin. And it was like a recurring nightmare as a former journalist. And you think, you know that fear of rocking up to a microphone and thinking, oh my goodness, I'm late. What am I going to say? But as you know, with years of experience, thankfully, and learning from great practitioners in the industry, eventually you can sort of develop a model where you think, look, whenever I'm asked, I can pretty much by myself some time, compose myself. And there's nothing wrong with sort of acknowledging, hey, do you mind asking that question again? And just having some fun about it. I think the worst thing you could do is pretend it didn't happen and act like a robot. I think the blackout question is total fear. Yeah. And so... You've got an interview coming up and you're scared. Mm. So you're looking into the future with that lens and you're thinking of all the worst possible things, right? Now, we do have a medieval brain. We're wired for the absolute worst. And we're all, yeah, yeah. We're always preparing ourselves for the absolute worst. So I guess, in a way, I mean, I've heard this question so many times that, you know, I'm over it. I'm overhearing it, to be frank. Yeah. But if I can really have empathy for the fear where it's coming from, you see where you're coming from. But gee, there's so many ways to get around it. So, John, you just mentioned one thing. I mean, I think it's okay too to also say, hey, oh, forgive me, I'm off track, then get back on track. Yeah. I think it's okay not to answer the question and just say whatever's on your mind. You've got so many options, but ultimately, I don't think you are going to black out. <laughs> no, I think uh, the absolute worst thing would probably be sort of 30 to 40 seconds of total silence and sort of a, a face of fear. If you can avoid that, maybe laugh at yourself and, and exactly use some of those bridging statements by yourself sometimes, some humor. You know, the fact that, you know, yeah, just come at me again with that question, you know, something human that people can relate to. And as you said, I think that's probably says more about the person's disposition going into the interview. So good preparation, good rest, all that classic stuff. I think when you're freaking out, time's moving quickly. Yeah. And it feels like a long time, like the gap in between speaking. So for example, when I was live crossing a lot and I was nervous, it wasn't all going well for me mentally, but the performance is very different to how you think the performance is going. And I recall, and I remember, you know, you're so insecure, you've got imposter syndrome. These are professional people doing their job, right? Definitely. (laughs) They were very good. Yeah. And and the worst people to seek comfort from are the camera people you're working with because they couldn't give a shit about you, right? Definitely. (laughs) I remember feeling like I blacked out and feeling like I couldn't find the words. Not blacked out, just didn't find the words as fast as I would have liked. And I asked the camo, and they didn't notice a thing. Because I think you're so self-conscious mm. and the three seconds of you trying to find the word feels like 30, but it ain't. I think that's exactly right. I, as a former journalist, you totally microanalyze your performance, what you're thinking, almost every thought you can remember. But for the viewer or indeed the people involved in the process, it's, uh, it is that, it's a process. And let's be honest, conversations, they don't just relentlessly bounce around, do they? There has to be a moment of pause or perhaps a, a misspoken word or a laugh. You know, this is, this is how we interact. You know, there's no... It would sound quite odd if it sounded like perfectly constructed prose back and forth like a tennis match. Um, so so I think, I think yeah, lower your expectations, be nice to yourself. Obviously, preparation is the key as well. And, and I, there's something in, and that's something you've got to learn, isn't it? Yeah. And hopefully you can get it off this podcast or experience it yourself. But when things don't go great or you don't go great, it doesn't mean it's still not a great performance. Because it's, in fact, the best you've got in the moment. So it is fantastic because that's all you've got. But when you've got pauses or you're stumbling or you're struggling to find words, you know what? I think it's actually more engaging for the audience because they're waiting to see what's going to happen next. Yeah, definitely. I think as audiences, 
Well, we love to watch people. You know, we're, we're all studies of, of human beings and the way they behave because I think anyone who wants to be better has to do that. And you're thinking, what's going on there? Well, why, why are they pause? Is it because they're trying to buy themselves time? Is it because they have forgotten something? Or did the journalist phrase the question in a way that made that person stall? And to be honest, you'll be, you'll be sort of given the benefit of the doubt to all the people involved because you'll understand the pressures that they're under, either as a journalist to ask the right questions and as maybe the CEO or the member of the public who might not be trained because... The types of person being asked questions, you know, usually for us it's CEOs and people who want to be industry leaders, I think there's a, a, a standard or an expectation you have to be perfect, Tony. And we know that that can't be the case. You can aim for the best, but we know you're human beings. There's something I've really powerfully learned late last year and this year is the magic of vulnerability. And I've learned in myself that I've been very controlled, I've been very polished, I've been very perfect. And I've needed to feel that control because I've been so stressed and scared. And that's the honor. And I never saw that as the actual motivation. I thought, you know, I'm a high performer. This, these are my standards. But I've got under it now, and it's real fear that's driven me to such polish. What I'm learning now is that vulnerability and not being perfect is, in fact, the more beautiful part of you and is actually more engaging. So if you can drop the armor, it feels good for you to have the armor and be perfect. Yeah. But for the audience, it could just be robotic and impenetrable, something they can't engage with. I'm experimenting with vulnerability now, and it's super scary because I don't have the armor on. Yeah. But I think it's much more relatable. Oh, look, definitely. I love, I love authenticity. And so some of the favorite things I like to read or listen to, it is people, exactly as you just did, sharing about their vulnerability. Because let's be honest, if people are pretending they're perfect, we know that can't be the case. And what can we gain from that? I mean, I find it very instructive to see how people overcome their challenges. Everyone's got a different set of fears, um, myself included, of course, and I'm always trying to you know, better myself and improve. And as you said, I think the best, the, the goal is to be found there. It's people's journey from one place to another and, and what they learn. And, and it, it does take vulnerability. So if you're in a pre-record with a journalist and it isn't going well, you can back and forth, you can do pickups, you can get back on track, it's okay. You're not blacking out, you're just working out what your yarn is. If you're live and it's not going well, well, you're a human being. Time is going quicker, though. I don't think it's as bad as you think ever. No. If you need to take a breath, you can take a breath. Your answer's a bit shorter and the journal can pick up. And then as you get your breath back, you can go longer. But um, it's okay to be you and just do the best you can. Well, that's exactly right. Look, one of the things we always get inquiries about, Tony, is media training. You know, CEOs come to us, they want to be given tips on, well, you know, what do I do in these different situations? And of course, you've already given three or four different examples about a, a live cross or a pre-recorded situation. And that's different again to perhaps, you know, um, a newspaper interview where it's not so pronounced if you sort of have a blackout, as it were. People can come to us and get advice about media training and presentation because, let's be honest, there's many different ways you can be asked questions and some journalists react differently to certain situations as well. There are many ways you can prepare yourself so you're less likely to have a blackout. But if you do, celebrate it, move on. Move on as fast as possible. And what I learned to use with all the self-consciousness and, and drive for perfection that we're kind of driven by is that don't watch any of your clips back straight away. Give it two or three days because you'll be much more kind and loving to yourself. Two or three days, the emotion can subside. And you might actually watch your stuff back and like it. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, as a journalist, they're always telling you, listen back to what you did, John, or watch it. And I used to watch my TV packages, my radio packages, my crosses, and pretty much by the time you get stuff out, you almost hate it. You think, oh, I could have done everything better. And um, I think that's part of the industry, and maybe, maybe it's, we're not unique in that, Tony. I think maybe most people feel like that. But as you say, give it a bit of time and distance. You can look back and say, oh, yeah, look, the story was told quite well there. And of course, you know, there'll always be pointers for improvement. But 
if you're going to be doing any of this stuff, Tony, you, you've got to be got to be kind to yourself, and you've got to say, well, this might have to go. I mean, if you just stay at home and do nothing, that's fine. You, none of the work you're doing, none of your opinions, none of the problems you're going through will ever be talked about by anyone, and no, you know, no one's going to relate to, to what your industry does and how you help the people. So, easily said, but harder done. But get out there and have that conversation. Absolutely, have a crack. You're worried about blackout. I don't think it's going to happen. That's no, just a fear. It's just you're going to get up there and do your best. Yeah. And that's all you can do. And good on you for having a crack. John Sullivan, thanks for joining us. Yeah, totally lovely, as always.